Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Front Porch Political Talk Show, episode one for January 4th, 2015. My name is Hatton Humphrey, and I thank everyone for listening in. With us tonight, we have a roundtable group, uh, including Ken Johnston, uh, Joseph, Larry, Toa, and also in talk show, we have uh, quite a few uh, different guests. Uh, you can join us every Sunday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time uh, to discuss politics and the things that go into it, uh, especially interpreting the articles that, uh, that come in through the week's news. Uh, we also stream the recording session into Second Life. For information on that, uh, visit our website. And unfortunately, the website has changed. For those that have listened to the East Coast Conservative Podcast for the last seven years, um, it's a name change, it's a new show, and uh, it's, it's different words in a different order, without a doubt. So we're going to get started tonight um, with, a, with a different concept. Yeah, well, not really a different concept, but with a, a different theme of things. We're going to talk about changing times and predictions. 2015 is here, folks. Um, and, and with it, there are plenty of predictions. And, and, and really, uh, those that were looking for the hoverboards and whatever the heck those people were wearing in Back to the Future Part 2 are sadly, sadly at a loss. Um, although it was pointed out to me that, um, uh, that Back to the Future 2 uh, hit October 2015, so we've got 10 months to, to rectify that. So uh, if you're planning on releasing your designs for a hoverboard, hurry up, get them out quickly, because the, uh, the, the, the manufacturing market still requires some lead time in order to bring those out and make them popular. Let's not. I'm just glad we're not wearing jean shorts anymore. <laughs> or, it's important to remember that they changed the future in that movie, so who knows what could happen? Chaos theory. Well, this is true. Um, uh, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, leave yeah. to, we'll, we'll leave you to contemplate the, uh, the, the water droplets on your glass. Um, as, we, as, as we let Toa contemplate that, uh, there, there are some, some contemplations that we do need to make. And um, for those that didn't listen to the East Coast Conservative podcast show, one of the things that you will find is that we like to have fun here. We, we like to enjoy ourselves. And we're going to start off talking about the last article of 2014, and that is the weirdest apps of 2014. Um, for those with smart devices or, or devices that are many computers in your hand that people like to think makes them look smart, look good, or whatever, um, there are some really weird apps out there. Excuse me. Um, and, and real quickly, um, just to run through this list, um, if you ever find yourself in need of a hug, there is an app called Hug Me. It connects you to a random stranger with whom you can hug. Somebody tell me this isn't Uber, which apparently isn't that good. 
um, brought down to a more personable and nothing screams inappropriate contact like an app that has arms out saying, hug me. <clears throat> yeah, this is just weird. <laughs> uh, the next one is called Cope It. Uh, Copit is a smartphone app that offers mobile treatment for dental anxiety. What is dental anxiety? What is what? Dental anxiety. When you don't dental like to anxi- go to the dentist, it's a, it's a fairly common complaint from what I understand. You want to get your teeth into it or what? Apparently so. Oh, oh it's dental fear. It's, it's, it's fear of the dentist. Um, uh, apparently, apparently Copit is a solution for identifying, supporting, and handling patients with dental fear. It turns out yeah, I, to, I had my mind in a completely different place. <laughs> so did I. Um, Lock Lock uh, is yes. <laughs> mine out of the gutter, Larry. Um, it likes it there. It's dark. Lock, and, and what you know is, where your what, what is that freaking sound we have in the background? I don't know. Does is um, it's it's some guy who sounds like he took too much Valium talking incessantly, and now it just ended. So whoever did that knows who he is. <laughs> Probably someone just had the TV on in the background or something. Oh, uh, that's been. possible. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we're all better now. Let's go we're back all better to dumping now. on. Um, we have. We have an app that will grant your friends complete unrestricted access to your smartphone's lock screen, allowing them to produce unannounced and unsolicited hand-drawn messages. Oh, that's smart. Um, QGO is a a way to handle um, standing in line. Be kind is a way to use your smartphone as a camera without disturbing the crowd. So those are really apps. Uh, those are things that, that, that apparently they missed in Back to the Future coming into uh, 2015. But something that we can't miss is the return of the returns. Now, part of what, we wanted to do, what I wanted to do um, and part of the concept of the Front Porch political talk show is this idea that we have conversations that go beyond just, okay, this is what the article is. Um, so there are the, the first three really are returns. So is the fourth. And then there's some, some follow up with some more if we get to them. So as ridiculous as it sounds, Sylvester Stallone has decided, you know what? My bank account isn't big enough there needs to be another movie with featuring John Rambo. What do you have against capitalism? It's it's capitalism. I understand that, but but I'm sorry. People are going to go spend money to go to see it. Why would you feel any call to criticize it? The only reason that I feel called to criticize it is because the Back to the Future prediction was, was, what was it? Terminator 7, or no, Jaws 17. Back to the real world. Back to the real world hat. Back Rambo can world. keep making movies as long as keep, people keep buying tickets, and that's a, how it's supposed to work. I understand that, but then why is Mike Huckabee still running for freaking president? Because people keep giving him money. If people stopped giving the guy money, he wouldn't be running. 
somebody walked into his office or his church or whatever, wherever he spends his time now, and put a, a bushel of money on his desk and said, why don't you run for president? And he said, well, since you put it that way, I guess I will. If well, nobody had done that, he wouldn't be running for president. But here's the question. As smart as this group is, we've kind of figured it out, or at least we've come to the point where we don't want to see any more retreads. Right. We have repeatedly, but how come no one else comes to the same conclusion? Are we uh, wrong? <clears throat> Are we just smarter than the average bear? We're just having trouble getting our message out. That's my take on it. If people yeah. just listened to us, everything would be better. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my wife says the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> people would just listen well, to me, we'd be much better off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Luna in in second or Luna in talk to said that uh, Huckabee ended his Fox News show, and that's the second article, um, or the third article. I mean, we're not going to talk a lot about Sylvester Stallone. I just brought him up as an example of things that keep repeating, and and people people are stupid enough to put money towards. But don't get me wrong. Well, like if the movie Huckabee. makes a profit. It's not stupid. That's a good point. Actually, if the movie loses money, it might be good for whoever the producers are as well. Or have that's that's the front. That's the whole. That's the producers. That's the producers. Yes, thank you. Um, Mike Huckabee. (laughs) Mike Huckabee ended his Fox show, and to seek support for a 2016 campaign. Now, here's what really happened. Fox told him, if you keep looking like you might be thinking about possibly running for president someday, we're going to have to let you go. And they have done that to several other of their contributors already. Mm -hmm. And so he spun it to make it. He was being magnanimous, and he ended his show. Fox kicked him out because he was looking and walking and quacking like a duck. Yep. So, I mean... And, I, you know, again, that's the American way. I don't hold that against him. Um, it do, does annoy me when people try to spin things uh, that aren't anything like they're trying to make it out to be. And the second and most annoying thing is that so many people buy it. You know, they they told Huckabee, if you're stupid enough to give up this good show and making all this money as a Fox contributor so that you can massage your ego, ego some more, um, go to it, but you're not going to do it on our dime. Good for Fox. Okay. On the one hand, you have that, but you also have campaign finance laws, which if he did, and the, the, the boundary is kind of fuzzy, intentionally so, that if he was campaigning, then all of a sudden Fox is associated with violations of campaign finance if everything isn't exactly spelled out correctly in the forms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure that's also a concern. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. Because it, it has come up before where, where they, will, they will try to press charges or, or otherwise put up uh, issues like that for radio show hosts that were running for an office. They'll say, well, their radio show is advertisement. Therefore, they have to, be, they have to claim it. They have to be limited in contributions by it, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that part, that part I understand. I, what I don't understand is why Huckabee thinks he can be successful running for president unless he's playing another producer's game. Well, that's a mystery for the ages. Yeah. 
And um, it's you know, no, they, they, now, it, now it's an ego thing. It's an ego thing. Somebody convinced him that his mixture of religion and politics was so compelling that I'm going to dump a bushel of money on your desk and you go out now and you campaign on quote, strong Christian values, unquote. And, and even if you don't win, you're going to have spread the Lord's message and you'll get to heaven because of that. No, no, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I want to bring up a point on that. What you're saying right now, there's we as the American people, uh, we we always want to believe that our politicians are there to serve, okay? And there's some of us out there that still really want to believe this, as naive as we are. But if Huckabee's one of those types, and someone in his congregation said, "Look, we really, really want you to run," could that possibly be the reason why? Maybe it's not the money. Maybe it's not ego. Maybe somebody he's got a large group of people in his neighborhood that are going. We really want you to run. While I acknowledge that may be a possibility, I don't think it's very likely. Well, you don't think it's likely either. It, but. Yeah. Casey Miracastle, uh, I'm going to point out, has outed me on Second Life. He says, Larry was smacking Huckabee. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, we, I, I got that. <laughs> I got that. Well, Anyways. You know, is, I guess the... The Republicans are looking for anyone who's going anyone to run at this point, because believe it or not, the first uh, Republican debates are a little are a little over six months away. So they want to fill the field as far as much as they can now. And you're going to have different candidates who cater to different sectors of the Republican Party. Huckabee, the evangelical crowd, is going to flock to him. I'm sure you're going to see Santorum throw his hat in the ring soon. You already see, saw Jeb Bush throw his hat in. You're going to see probably 20 more people, 20 more Republicans before it's said and done, throwing their hat in or, or toying with the idea of running for president. Now, a year from now, will Huckabee be a viable candidate? Probably not. A year from now, we'll probably have one front runner and the, and the rest of the pack. But right now, it's a feeding frenzy to see who's going to be the candidate and who's going to get the most money and blah, 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 because, believe it or not, the election cycle has already started. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it, it has. And the, I guess the thing that maybe it's, maybe it's to, 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 to give a black eye to or to at least give some challenge to Jeb Bush, um, because there's already people that are, that are saying that you know, 2016 is going to be Bush-Clinton again. Bush versus Clinton again. And I'll say right now, if 2016 is Bush and Clinton versus Clinton, Clinton will win. I don't agree with that. I don't I think, I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a open question, but it, Honestly, it's not a slam dunk for either one. I've said this before. I believe Elizabeth Warren is going to be a Democrat nominee because she's I already, so. I think so. And I think, all this toying around with, oh, I'm not going to run. I'm happy as being a senator. Remember what happened Gee, in 2012. I, I, I'm sorry. 2008. I the state senator from New York saying that, too. No, no, no. Remember 2012 when she was campaigning, when she was running for Senate, that you didn't build that comment came out of her mouth. They're gonna, The Democrats are going to look for the liberal darling who's going to 
continue with Obama's agenda. And who better than Elizabeth Warren? Okay, I, I was thinking of a different. I was thinking of a different candidate from 2008. You might have heard of him. Who? Obama. Well, I'm well, Elizabeth Warren. Obama said that for Illinois. Clinton said it for New York. So I wouldn't be surprised if Elizabeth Warren said it for whatever state she's sitting in now. Though I'm not sure if it's actually on the map. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Wasn't she the one that said she was part Indian and then her genetics disproved that? Uh, I believe so, yes. From the land of sky blue waters. Yeah. That was a beer commercial a long time ago. <laughs> you know, so, Anyways, so I mean, I, you know, I think we're we're getting too serious here too early. This is part of the American political theater, and I mean, sometimes we get a guy like the the rent is too di- too damn high party. Remember him? <laughs> and yeah. everybody thought it was hilarious. Nobody resented him being up there. A couple of people got a little snide about it, but most of us just thought it was hilarious and and took him as comic relief, and, and it was good. And, and now we're getting some more, more of that all over. I, very frankly, uh, I put Huckabee as comic relief. I really do. He's, he's not going to be taken seriously by most people, and eventually he's going to run out of money. Um, there are other people who take themselves even more seriously than Huckabee does. Santorum comes, for example, uh, and, and Elizabeth Warren is like that. She really thinks that the power, the secret power of the ultra left wing message, once unleashed upon the American electorate, will just triumph because of its innate goodness. Well, she's crazy, and and and, and she has. I got a bridge record though. What? I've got a bridge, got a bridge record. Record. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but she really believes it. Uh, the people who put Obama in were such good politicians and such good managers that he went in. He didn't because of his uh, charisma or because of the strength of his beliefs. He won because he had some of the best campaign managers on the planet. Write it down. That's why he won. It has nothing to do with what he believed or anything else. Uh, Being black helped and having some really, really talented people in his campaign made the difference. Now, if Elizabeth Warren doesn't get people like that, she will be outed as the absolute that she is, and we'll laugh about that for a while, and then we'll go on to serious people. On the other hand, if she gets people as good as the people that Obama had, we got a problem. Yeah. And we could so, have... I mean, Let's not focus on is Huckabee serious or not serious. I think we need to look down the road and accept the fact that eventually the winnowing is going to happen and we're going to be faced with a small number of possible challengers and a small number of possible uh, uh, choices on on the conservative slash Republican. And we need to get fairly serious about that right now. Uh, And back to one of my favorite pet peeves is we need to start differentiating between political uh, governance issues and issues, and we need to accept the fact that it is not the job of government to enforce our religious beliefs, either way. Well, and that's, you know, 
that was before the show we had we were having a conversation with um you know we were having a conversation about can you be x and conservative and what's really I guess what's what's interesting is is that some of that conversation is bleeding through uh, into here, and and you know I brought up the um, um, the tale of Diane Student, who was uh, a very wonderful talk show host. Can you listen to her? Right? Oh yeah, <clears throat> she's yeah she's got her own she's got her own show again. She's not doing um, politics though. But she she ran into an issue because she happens to be gay. Well, she's also very conservative from from fiscal and from political issues, and you know the the question of can you be X and and conservative came up, and you know it, it really kind of kind of underscores the reason that I bring up the Mike Huckabees and even the Rick Santorums um, is that Mike Huckabee is going to be supported by a subset. And, and I, I'm, I'm not saying this to denigrate, you know, I don't know. I, I'm trying to say this in such a way that I'm not, I'm not trying to insult them for their stance, because in our political system, you have every right to have every stance that you, that you feel. If, and this, if you this, feel this particular that, venue, can I, I'm going to pat you on the back. You have done a very good job of keeping this particular venue away from that talking behavior. We're not here to insult people merely because of what they believe. We can insult people because of fallacies in their reasoning, but we don't yes. insult people just because of what they concluded. Absolutely, absolutely right. And the, 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 the scenario that we have is um, a lot of the Huckabee supporters would call Diane's student not a conservative because she's gay. Right. <clears throat> and there's no way she can be a conservative because she's gay. Well, and that's, and, and that's the Reagan concept of a conservative is the three, the three legs of conservatism is, um, fiscal, fiscal social, social, and political and political, political being, uh, size of government, size of, uh, government interaction with, with the citizenry. Right. And which, Obvious for obvious reasons, Diane wouldn't and her wife Denise wouldn't fit under the concept of a conservative is because they don't have the they according to the Reagan conservatives they wouldn't have the third leg. They're missing well, a leg, yeah. They're missing a limb, yeah. Unintended. <laughs> so, um, you know, you know, and, 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 and there are also people who say that men like Carson, like Herman Cain, like Keys, uh, like uh, West, cannot be conservative. Because of the color of their skin, a black man cannot be conservative. If a black man professes to be conservative, he has betrayed his people. He's possibly insane. Uh, He has uh, delusions, and there's just all kinds of stuff wrong with him. If you're black and you're acting conservative, you get Uncle Tom, Uncle Cookie, and all those other things. So it's not just the LBG outfit. Uh, that gets that problem. I mean, blacks have the same, very same problem. If you're black, you can't be a conservative. Ask me. And, and yeah, I'll be honest, environmentalists. And, I, and, and the reason that I throw out environmentalists is because there are those that feel that it's, our, it's, it's their goal to educate people about how to properly care for 
their surroundings and their environment and you know have a have a good footprint in general but have no interest in reaching out to the government and no interest in um driving boats into the sides of of nuclear aircraft carriers um believe it or not as a matter of fact in new york state or in and i'm in my part of new york and, and larry you can is there a conservation club in your area several okay and are you a member of any of them no i mean because they're all political activists they're all okay. liberal activists conservation is not really part of what they're all about well this is a, <laughs> this is another thing that we've talked about and I've had less success than others. I know. Um, I know that the. I know that the conservation clubs in our area, along with being gun advocates, along with being you know, personal responsibility advocates, are also you know they are taking care of their and teaching others how to take care of their local environment, and that's actually part of it. Is it that that I've seen that I've seen the local clubs do now? Maybe that's just these groups. So maybe well, you know, and, and but there there are also uh, um, eco terrorists, so-called greens, oh, yeah. who who really their their fundamental motivation is to uh, damage to cripple the the capitalist system, and it's really not about trees and hugging trees at all. It's about what can I do to uh, hurt the cause of capitalism? And, you know, the, the, the anti-fracking people. I mean, if you take a look at the, the pros and cons of fracking, fracking is a slam dunk. The, the number of people who die every year mining coal, the number of people who die every year because of CO2-related issues, the number of people who die... Uh, because of oil and all of that, and you compare that with three contaminated wells somewhere in mist, and because we had three contaminated wells, we think that we should start, we should be in favor of a thousand people a year dying because of coal-related issues. I mean, it makes no sense at all unless you understand that their motive has nothing to do with contaminated wells. It has to do, to do with denying the benefits of a solution to the energy and pollution problem from the capitalist system, their motive. I'll pose this. I will bet you that Ted Nugent is a better conservationist and a better friend to the environment than most people in Greenpeace. And I say that because if you look at most of the conservation groups, they're headed by hunters because they want to conserve the way of life that they're living. That's why you have hunters who will go out, clean up streams, and clean up um, land so they can hunt. Absolutely. While people in Greenpeace, they want to go bomb crap because they have nothing better else to do because they take the uh, the Solinsky approach to uh their environmental movement, but they really have they really accomplished nothing. You have people who want to ban fracking, and what ends up happening is it's not them who suffer; it's the people who would profit from not profit but benefit from fracking. 
like people in it's Africa. The, it's the it's the people downstream from coal-fired energy plants. Well, true. I mean, they're they're still suffering. They're still dying, uh, well, and, and that's a number. We put a number to that, and the number for natural gas is zero. But you know, you the, the horrible outcome of fracking is some alleged contaminated wells and minor earthquakes. Well, but they're not even necessarily abnormal earthquakes. You know, I mean, it. it no. If no, you low, if just, you put on one side of your desk the consequences of coal-fired energy and oil-fired energy, and all the way down to the 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 costs and the consequences of of mining it or or pumping for it, and you look on the other side of natural gas and you look at the consequences, even the alleged ones, uh, and you add them all up, they are pee in the ocean compared to the demonstrated consequences of the alternative. But yet, we have this liberal, reactionary governor mm-hmm. of the state of New York, keeping mindful of his base, bans fracking because the, the science isn't complete. Well, he's just lying like a rug. He's he's being compliant with his base, which is anti-capitalism, and they want to deny capitalism any opportunity to do better to accept. Yeah, and then and then he comes to Buffalo and he talks about how he's helping build business in Buffalo. So, you know, a lot of these are, you know, a lot of the issues that we're that we're looking at are are very repetitive. But so are the faces, and that's that's really why I wanted to bring up the Huckabees and the Jeb Bush and the Clinton and the, you know, 2016's presidential campaign is is beginning to to start taking shape. There's a lot of people that are saying, yeah, I want to do the job. Quite honestly, anybody that that says so with, you know, it's 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 a double-edged sword because you really have to question the sanity of some of these people. Not because they're not cases, but because they're willing to put themselves and their families through the. the I believe that our founding fathers warned us against anybody actively seeking the seat of the presidency of the United States. Don't let them near your daughters. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And another thing that, speaking of of elected officials, another thing that is that is coming to bear, and this one. You know, we've we've talked earlier in the show, in this episode, we talked about, and not too long ago, the idea of different kinds of, you know, conservatism and, you know, the, the political shell game. Well, uh, apparently now we have some activists, some conservative activ- activists, um, they, the, the Freedom Works website. Um, is now sponsoring an anti-Boehner campaign for Speaker of the House. <laughs> and I totally agree with this. I totally agree with this for the simple fact that he's not acting in the best interest of, one, the American people, and two, the conservative movement, and three, the Republican Party as a whole. If you, you look at what he's done over the last four years... It's pretty much concede everything to the president, mainly because he doesn't want to be painted as X, Y, or Z. 
Well, at the same time, he's been painted as X, Y, Z, and A, B, C. Easy as one, two, three. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most interesting Sorry for those that just this. have that song stuck in your head. This is not the first time this has happened. No, it's not. This, this exact thing happened in 2012. And you didn't see anywhere near as much coverage of it. And you didn't hear the names of the people speaking out against Boehner, unless you knew where to look. I believe Justin Amash was one of them. <clears throat> and you didn't hear about how, I will admit, I don't know if this actually happened, but there were certainly threats that anyone found not to be voting for Boehner might find their uh, committee positions being examined. And I do remember that there was a, a bit of a hubbub over the idea that someone had proposed that the ballot for speaker should be a secret ballot. And that didn't go over very well. No. Because after all, if you have a secret ballot, then you don't know who to retaliate against. Well, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not so the first time we've danced this dance. No, it's not. It's, it's done. Like I said, you know, this is this is another thing that's coming up again. Um, Louis Gohmert is uh, is officially a candidate for speaker, as is um, Rep- uh, Representative Ted Yoho. Um, all through, you know. So, um, and then I guess Trey Gowdry is also um, being bandied about. Uh, Charlize in, in Second Life mentioned his name. You know, I could the, go. I could go for. I could go for Trey Gowdy. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I people hang a lot of stuff around Boehner's neck that it wasn't his fault. Uh, I do admit that he, he fumbled a few things. Uh, one of the reasons Boehner failed in a lot of stuff is because the um, the, the far right wing of the House wouldn't give him the votes to pass reasonable stuff. So there's a lot of blame to go around. Trey Gowdy, in my opinion, is a excellent choice for speaker. I'm not so sure if I'd go, but yeah, I'd go for Gowdy. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jen Art said this happened on both sides. Um, it does. <laughs> it most assuredly does. Um, the, the big thing that you're going to, that, you know, we're going to see come out of this, is we're either going to see a, a House Republican class that is working better together or working worse uh, at the end of this speakership race. And I honestly don't know Boehner maintaining his seat as speaker would say that he's going that it would define either one of those. Um, you know, the, I'm gonna say this now. It's pretty much impossible to vote out an incumbent speaker of the house because of the of the committee chairs that he um assigns and all the other stuff that he assigns as the head of the of the house. Right. No one in their right mind is gonna vote this man out or attempt to vote him out because of the re- the retaliation effect. And um, Louis Gomer, two years ago, he did go. He did speak up against Boehner, and he did have his committee chair removed. I don't know if you remember that, but 
a lot of these people, a lot of these Republicans are going to look at this and say, you know what? He's been doing a pretty decent job, and now that we have the Senate, let's see how it works out now. So more than likely, tomorrow he's going to be elected Speaker of the House for a third term. Now, you know, we'll have to, this is called politics. This isn't some freaking politically correct kumbaya moment at the start of a new Congress. This is hard-knuckle politics because Boehner wants to stay as the, the uh, seer, and other people want to take it away from him. And when they fool, that's how it works. And, and mm-hmm. to complain that somebody who challenged him got smacked upside the head for doing that, well, you know, baby, why don't yeah, you get I mean, out and smell the roses? Yeah, that's that's very true. This is this is inner party politics, and it happens inside all of the parties. I mean, every every new Congress goes through this, and 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 uh, uh, chairmanships of committees and so forth come and they go because you pissed the wrong person off. Um, let's just look over that. You know, that's how it is. Let's not blame somebody we happen to dislike for playing the politics that everybody else is playing. That's yeah, right. Because, Life is rough. Wear a helmet. <laughs> Alternately, you love it. Great. That's why don't we that's why don't right. we take the lesson of actual elections and use the secret ballot? That would be better. Unfortunately, as was mentioned before, that would also take away the retaliation effect. Exactly. So, you know, from the standpoint of the electorate, you and me, you're absolutely right to. But from the standpoint of the guy who's trying to maintain his speakership. That's a dumb idea. You know, he wants to be, be third president, and he's going to fight like hell to keep it, even if it means uh, not giving up his card check. Yep. This week in the House, you're going to see the ugliest of what politics really is. And it's what disgusts most people to stay away from politics and not care about it. But if you look at it, if you really understand it, it's really fun. Oh, yeah. It's a blast is... to watch. I would invite everyone to turn on C-SPAN tomorrow. They're going to have the, the election on C-SPAN. You're not going to see the backroom deals that are that are going to be made because they're happening right now at cocktail parties with bacon wrapped shrimp. But it's going to mm, happen on television. Mmm, bacon. Bacon. Shrimp. Bacon. <laughs> Are you guys drinking? No, no, yeah. actually, I'm. Oh, <laughs> well, that that explains that. Then you should be. <laughs> Let's talk about the next thing. Yeah, and so so the we're gonna have, we have ten minutes this, left. We're gonna have we're gonna see the same political faces. Oh, we've got more than ten minutes left. Um. We're going to see the same political faces, uh, but some new things are going to start coming out as well in 2015. Um, For one, for those of you who signed up for the Affordable Care Act and got a um, subsidy, that apparently is now one of the new red flags for an IRS audit. Um, As many as 3.4 million people who received Obamacare subsidies may owe refunds to the federal government, according to an estimate by a tax preparation firm, H&R Block. 
is estimating that as many as half of the 6.8 million people who received insurance premium subsidies under the Affordable Care Act benefited from subsidies that were too large, the Wall Street Journal reported Thursday. Although it's definitely going to be a problem, several million people suddenly discovering they now owe back taxes to the government over Obamacare is not in a, not exactly a good scenario, especially if you belong to the political party that set the scenario up in the first place. Isn't that the truth? But that's not the worst thing for the Democrats. Apparently, um, the worst problem for the Democrats is that this is going to happen every year. Um, the system is more or less designed to assume that people would twiddle with their coverage on a regular basis. As plans change, improve, or degrade, the consumer would be obligated to follow suit in order to keep the subsidy. They are being Gruber. They're being what? Gruber-aided. Gruber-aided. Gruberized. Gruber. Okay, I have, I have, a, I have a question. They're becoming Gruberians. I think they got obama Yeah. You know who Gruber is? No. The, yes. the architect of Obamacare. Unquote. Oh, 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 okay. oh, yeah. That Gruber. They got Grubered. Yep. Okay, simple question. The, if you receive a subsidy, is that considered taxable income? I think so. No idea. I would think it is. Because even if you get uh, federal benefits, you have to pay taxes on, don't you? Unless it's Social Security or something to that effect that you're already paying taxes on. You know, f- financially, from from the CPA standpoint, from a from a from an accountant standpoint, it probably makes absolute sense. From a political standpoint, trying to sell your product, it is really stupid. Every time you do that, you leave behind a really upset customer. Um, Fortunately, governments don't have to abide by the rule the customer is always right because customers happen to just be citizens and they vote and they usually vote wrong, especially when I election. So, you know, the hell with them. And, and, and eventually what they're doing is they're building this backlog of really upset people who got grubered by the freaking Affordable Care Act and, and the thing's going to wind up Every time it comes up for a vote in one manner or another, there's going to be this accumulated resentment, this mountain, this growing mountain of resentment against the ACA, and it's going to get washed away. It's going to get flushed. Keep at it, guys. Yeah. Okay, I have and a the take a- on that statement that the customer is always right. That was put in place so stupid people feel smart. And that's why and I never use that in, statement. I use the works, statement to customers who's never wrong. retail for a long time. That's pretty much what that means. That is, it was put in place so two people feel smart. And this is what this whole bill, this whole law has done. It has made stupid people feel smart. Well, and, Joseph, I have built a very successful business, now 35 years old, based on the absolute dick or which violation you could get your ass on the dictum that the customer is always right. And then it's really worked well for me. So I don't agree with you at all. Well, I don't, whether they're, I don't whether they're stupid or not, it, it, they kept coming back and kept uh, using services and my product, so it worked. It worked just fine. I'm not hmm. saying... And a little, a little bit of that in the damn federal work. government wouldn't hurt at all. I'm not saying that 
Yeah, I'm not saying that. Well, that, it, that would be. Hold, hold on a second, Joseph. That, that, Larry, that would assume that the that, that the bureaucrats that are that are actually running the wheels and the cogs within the federal government realized that they worked for the American people. The rub is, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they 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 just never catch on to that. Yeah, they're, you they're also have to they, remember they, they call it civil service for a reason. The, it's, yeah. it's its last name is service. Yep. You also have to remember, as long as we're in the in the customer service business metaphor, the government's the only quote unquote business that if the customers if they're dissatisfied with the customer, they can shoot them <laughs> or threaten to shoot them. Or actually shoot them. Or, or actually and, and I guess, you know, it's it's funny. Um Toa, you probably can can tie in better with my definition of customer service, um, and that is that the customer's never wrong. Um, I, having done software for as many years as I have, I've learned that if you come and tell me, well, I, I want it to work this way, that's not necessarily what you want. What you want is this report or this output or this screen or this, and you're trying to to sound smart telling me how to make the sausage factory work, but I really know how to make it work. So you're not wrong for wanting the final output, but I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not going to do that sausage factory to make it work that way, unless it's a very specific type of customer. Yep. The customer doesn't write the code. The customer gets to describe the product he wants. Unless, unless, unless your customer was my first, the first person that employed me as a programmer who shall remain nameless. I took my name off that project for a very good reason. Yeah. So the, the, the cut, we're mincing words again here. The, the fact is that government is under the concept that evolved toward the end of the 1700s what, that government should be service of the citizenry not the right. other way around. And, and we we keep trying to bury that, and then we rediscover it, and we dig it out, and we replant it, and then somebody comes along and cuts it down and buries it. We need to restore that to its prominent place in the in the thoughts of those who founded this country. And yeah, there are exceptions, and and sometimes analogies are stretched too far. Sometimes analogies break down. The the point is government as it was perceived by the men and women, frankly, who, who we tend to leave out, who this country service was the purpose of government, not the purpose of being a citizen. Mm. And, and, and that, that frequently gets to the sidelines, especially when somebody's ego becomes paramount. Yeah, yeah, that's and and there are a lot of higher level bureaucrats that their ego says, "Well, I'm I'm the one doing all the work. I'm the one that's running the government here, not these guys." And they just kind of go I'm on. Smarter than you are. You are all yeah. stupid. Yeah, it, it, you know, it goes on and on. Okay, this is a great segue to get to the the crackhead couple in the closet. <laughs> Well, Whooping before in the we corner. get to the crackhead, Whooping in the corner. Before we get to the crackhead couple in the closet, um, 
one one quick thing that I want to point out in the talk shoe chat, there was a conversation that happened um, with uh, Luna in, in there that is saying that um, the feds have have quote voided the fine for twenty four for not having health care in twenty fourteen. I have to I'll have to look into that one and and figure out because uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it it. Well, it makes a lot of sense, but my makes a lot of political sense. It makes huge sense. Yeah, but I would, I would, I would. My um, my guess is is that if they're if they're already talking about the additional auditors required to make sure that people properly claimed filed for the subsidy, they're going to be reaching out for that for that fine um, as quick as they can. So maybe I'm missing something there. Um, I, I think I'm going to skip, you know, just, just in the interest of time, the, um, the scientific pontifications of the pontiff. Needless to say, he is doing more of the same, you know, as far as his own, uh, as far as his personality, and that is making people gawk and cringe with his statements. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, you're listening to the wrong group. I'm listening there are a lot to the wrong. Of, there are a lot of people cheering madly when he does some of the small number of vocal people complain about, but yeah. it's a little bit beyond the scope of this podcast, I yeah. think. Um, and then I wanted to get to an article that uh, Toa sent, and and given given that when we only have a few minutes left. Um, Toa shot over a uh, horrifying civil liberties predictions for 2015. Um, uh, one of, and I'll just read through a few couple of them, Toa. If I don't hit on the one that was one that that you oh, agreed, no, it was. I, I sent for the whole thing, but especially the very last sentence. The very last sentence. So we'll read the last sentence first, and then go through a few. Of no, them. that that spoils the effect. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to cherry pick them because there are a lot of them on this list. By the way, the articles that we're talking about can be found on the website at eastcoastconservative.com. That domain name will be changing, but not yet. Um, the, the website's changed, but the domain name hasn't. We're working on getting frontporchtalk.net up and working, um, but that, that'll probably be moving and just forwarding to eastcoastconservative.com for now. Um, Things like a state judge reasonably suggesting that prosecutors shouldn't suborn perjury, shouldn't retaliate against political opponents, shouldn't suppress evidence, and that we should discipline those who do. Um, in the name of preparation, school officials will stage terrifying active shooter scenarios. Um, in some cases, neither parents nor children will be notified. That'll be great. Uh, these are all horrifying predictions, by the way. Um, a number of wrongly convicted men and women get exonerated, some including including some on death row. A um, large percentage of those wrongly convicted people will never be con- compensated for their arrests. Um, officers at major metropolitan police department will get caught breaking the law by fabricating tickets in order to steal overtime pay. I think some of these have already happened, haven't they? <laughs> well, I, I think you can go to the last sentence now. Okay. So, I mean... Just all kinds of all kinds of interesting things, um, 
if you've made it this far, you probably already figured out the joke. None of these are predictions for 2014. These are all things that actually happened in 2014. Now, you know, I'm thinking, uh, Barbie here, what was the rest of the story? One of these jumps out, uh, the second or third from the last. Law enforcement officials in a major U.S. city will argue, apparently with a straight face, must be allowed with prostitutes in order to properly investigate them. The backstory is that some freaky, crooked lawyer managed to start getting uh, cases discharged because the cops didn't have sufficient evidence to prove that the prostitute was actually selling her wares. And so all of the, no, I don't, I'm not sure prostitution should be, I mean, that to me, that's a lot like the drug war. Just keep it clean and get it off the street and I'll be happy. Um, but the, the point was that the cops are supposed to be making, enforcing the anti-prostitution laws and through some legal gymnastics and been in several places, it was the, the, the cases were thrown out because the cops didn't have firsthand, pun intended, or play on words intended, they didn't have firsthand knowledge that the the uh, people in question were actually selling this alleged service. Yeah. So the city said, all right, from now on, we're going to say it's okay for the cops to get, quote, firsthand, close quote, knowledge <laughs> of the allegation. Well, as I said, this actually did happen. The st- the, it it was did. It did. No, you're right. But, but it it was the reason it happened is because the, the legal... And- well, the, the, was real, going nuts. the real issue here, though, is the fact that they actually put this into law because it is common practice for cops to have sex with prostitutes and then arrest them. It is a very common practice or, or to say to the prostitutes, have sex with me or I will arrest you. The only thing no. that was unusual. Yes, it is. No, the I, only I reason well, that this was no. unusual is because they came out and explicitly asked for it. And then when there was a public outrage and uproar, which there was, they defended it. Oh, yep. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room. I can add nothing else to the discussion. Well, folks, I have no question. You know, and and we'll we'll leave the, the crackhead couple in the closet for this week. Yeah, um, I think that's a good idea. But I, I, the only reason I included that is that you know we're going to be seeing a lot of the same things, and I think that was kind of the point of of, your, of that last article as well. We'll be seeing a lot it was of the same crap, things. It was, I mean, let's face it; it was a crappy deal all the way around. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I want to. I, I, we'll still be seeing stories like that as well. So I want to I want to thank everybody for participating. We've had a wonderful turnout tonight. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of the Front Porch Political Talk Show. Um, if you liked what you heard, we ask you to blog about us. We will be updating websites. We will be updating site names. I've got to get front. I've got to get Facebook fixed, Twitter fixed, a lot of different things. But we do ask you to tell folks about us. If you did like what you heard, well, there will be an episode two next week, and we invite you to join us for it. Because you will probably hear different words in a different order. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Good night, Chuck. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.